Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcasts. My name's Darren, and I'm here with Mark. And this week, we had the Bombshell Durham report finally released. Yep, that's exactly my thoughts, too. <laughs> yeah, the... I mean, did we really think anything was going to come of it? I mean, yeah. The, the nice thing about it is, is that now you have a government report that had this investigation that proves what people have been saying this entire time. I mean, is it anything different than what we what we thought? No. I mean, back in 2018, uh, when this was hot and heavy, it looked like, yeah, this is all smoke and, smoke and mirrors. There, there wasn't anything to it. I mean, even before that, right? 2017. Pretty, pretty much you knew uh, when Shifty Shift would come out there with his googly eyes and be like oh there's so much bad things just wait until we release it you knew that it was a nothing uh that nothing was behind that um and at least I mean, now we yeah you have democrats that actually when they're shamed that poorly you know in the past have killed themselves and um <laughs> if i mean that might be what he needs to do to uh, atone for his sins here well i mean if it is true that that McCarthy wants to bring him up on on treason. Um, He's a never. For that. They're never gonna bring anybody up on treason. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all. There's no. Yeah, I know. I mean, if anybody should have been brought up on treason, it would be Obama because he's the one who allowed this all to happen and pretty much put this in motion. I mean, they talk about January sixth like it's you know. Oh, he tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power, which obviously he didn't. He was, you know, telling people to just protest. It was the FBI who came out this week. Won't the reason why they won't allow the eleven thousand hours of tape to be released is because there are FBI agents on that tape committing crimes. Yeah, committing crimes, doing random shit. They're the reason why people are in there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole reason why they won't let the tapes out there. Because the, because the of the FBI agents who are probably most of the people who actually broke into the area, they just kind of coaxed other people along, like the grandma, you know. Mm-hmm. And the and the podium stealer and the shaman. Yeah. Yeah they they were they were so violent. Yeah. So I can't remember what I was saying, but but yeah yeah basically it was you have Obama who basically came out and created an investigation out of thin air. And I'm not saying Obama, but, you know, the higher-ups in the Obama administration um, created a an investigation out of thin air and basically implicated Trump as a Russian, like, agent. Yeah. <laughs> and they ran with this for four years. I mean, they were running with this through 2020, even after everybody knew that it was discredited, even after the Mueller probe, which, I mean, we had a two-year investigation of a sitting president over ties with Russia when they knew 
for a fact that it was all fake. But I mean, but that allowed that. him. But that allowed him to do the soul leak and and come out and say, yeah, well, now we have these bank records. And, you know, what did those bank records find? Oh, well, they were all made up bank records. Um, Yeah. Like, there was no truth behind them at all. Oh, so how, you know, and and you're right, though. Obama was in on it. Obama was briefed on it. Obama had to give the go-ahead, and he did. Mm -hmm. And he did. So, I mean, there is... There is no doubt about it that if you are a person who is like Richard Nixon is the worst president in, in, in American history because of what he did for, uh, during Watergate, which I defy you to tell me exactly what he did because nobody really knows. He um, didn't do anything. He just denied it. He denied yeah. that it happened. That's basically it. He knew yeah. about it after the fact. So after the fact, he knew about it. And that was enough for him to resign. And, and so was that... You know, did he delete out that five minutes where he was told what happened or or not? You know, Who cares? That, well, that's just it. Is I mean, this is now here's what's funny. Here's something that I that I read about. Did you know that Lyndon B. Johnson did the exact same thing to Barry Goldwater? <laughs> you know, what do you mean? He, he spied on him. He. He was he was the sitting president, and he had and he spied um, on Barry Goldwater. Yeah, Lyndon well, B. Johnson did. I mean, you think about all the shit they did back then. I mean, look what they did to uh, M- Martin Luther King. I mean, they had back then. Uh, what's his face in the dress? J. Edgar Hoover was he was just a complete asshole. He had he had dossiers on everybody so he could blackmail them. I mean, he basically. And any first day the president got in office, it was just like, oh, we're going to have a meeting with J. Edgar Hoover, and he was going to he was going to whip up the murder photos. I mean, not actual murder photos, but, you know, like they do in the in the rooms, you know, the interrogation rooms, they throw the murder photos down. But basically, it's, you know, J. Edgar Hoover throws down the, the pictures of Kennedy with all the with all the women that he slept with. You know, like, you want this to come out, Kennedy? You know, mm-hmm. do you do you want uh do you do you want uh you know it's just like that that's what hoover did and that's what the fbi did up until i think bush pretty much ended that uh the first bush when he was you know in the cia yeah because he was he was more favorable to the cia just yeah well he was in the cia yeah He, he like ran the cia i think but yeah he was a director it it well and also i mean lyndon lyndon johnson uh, stole the Texas senator election. Yeah, so. and and then the the preachers didn't like him in the South, so he they passed the law basically saying that you can't preachers can't talk about politics. Yeah, otherwise you gotta give up your tax exemption because now you're a political. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like he, I mean, he stuffed the ballot box. You know, I mean, exactly what happened in 2020. Is exactly what happened. Well, that's 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 what happened on. That's what happened. I mean, famously, um, Jack Kennedy, John Kennedy's father, like the the elder Kennedy, said um, the reason why the election was so close, or I'll something like you know I'll buy an election, I'll buy an election, but I'm not going to pay for a landslide. Yeah, because because Nixon won Illinois, but you know Mayor Daley in Chicago 
stuff the ballot boxes. Everybody knows it. It's no, it's an open secret that Nixon won that election. I mean, it's just it's obvious. But mm-hmm. Kennedy, you know, got the got the votes. Nixon yeah, won, they, but Kennedy got the votes. Well, yeah, I mean, he won Illinois, but then they sat there, and and now that's the playbook for every state that they have. Every every state has a red. Every red state has a blue city problem, and we know that. You know, when you look at those electoral maps, it's all these big cities that you're like, why is it everyone in these big cities are blue? Like it doesn't make sense. Um, oh, it makes sense. They're they're tied to the government, right? The government provides for them. When you get to the inner cities, nobody has any money there, which makes no sense to me. Like if you're living in the inner city, why would you not have any money? But it's like it's like a slum, you know, like a slumlord. Mm-hmm. They keep them there. It's the company town, right? You can't make enough money to move, and that's yeah, what the but... Democrats do. And then they tell, then they tell everybody, "Oh, the Republicans are evil. That's why you're poor." No, it's because you won't leave the city and do but... something on your own. You have to have the Democrats there, you know, because every time you take a shit, the Democrat has to wipe your ass. Yeah, but I mean, you don't know problem... how to do it, and they won't take, and they won't teach you. But the problem is, is that. Uh, are those people the ones that are actually voting? I mean, yeah. do you really think that they're going into the voting precinct and, and doing their civic duty? Probably not. So you got how many thousands of voters that you know are not actually going to the polls? And so all it takes is, you know, how many corrupt election officials to be like, oh, guys, look at here. Here we go. There, I mean, I mean, you're talking less than 20 people in each state. And you could and you could have it to where, oh look at that, yeah, all these people voted. Um, what what would be the reason why you wouldn't want to remove people that have moved or people that have died from the voter rolls? Yeah, I mean, can, is there any reason other than they vote still? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it it's it's uh, it's a sad it's a sad sad deal, but I I mean that. And I mean, that's going back to the Durham report. I mean, this is what it's talking about. I mean, this election was rigged. You know, you might mm-hmm. you you might sit here and say, oh, well, come on. You know, I, I don't believe in ballot harvesting, you know, stuffing the ballot box, which if you don't, I, I, I really have to wonder. Um, well, there's, because there's videos that the video of uh, what was it, Detroit no, or Pennsylvania, um, yeah. Philadelphia, where they. They literally, there was a camera they didn't know about. They sent everybody home at 3 a.m., just like everybody, everywhere else, or whatever time it was, 4 a.m. No, it was, sent, it was 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Yeah, well, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was in the morning after they were counting the ballots. They sent everybody home, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they pull a ballot box out from underneath the table. And this is on video. Mm-hmm. And then you proceed to watch the video, and they count the box that they pulled from under the table like several times. So they count yeah. the exact same ballots several times. They run it through the machine. Yep. And nothing happens to these people. Oh, it, it, those ballots were cast and they were just, there was just an error in the machine. So they had to run them through more than once. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to cure them. Now yeah, that was, that was the problem. Yeah. And, and I mean, historically too, I mean, Lyndon B. Johnson was caught doing this. You know, that everyone knew he was he was about to get arrested before he became president uh, 
for for election uh, interference, you know, down in Texas. So because of the sheriff that they paid off to collect these ballots from these migrants, because that's how they did it back then. They had all these they had all these um, migrants in these slum towns, and they said, "You all vote Democrat, and we're gonna and we're gonna come around and we're gonna collect your ballot from you, and it better be Democrat on there." And so that's gonna swing my that's gonna swing the vote because I'm gonna have twenty thousand. You know what uh, the mig- you know, know what the migrants said back. Okay. 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 But but I mean like uh, but I mean like that's what they did. He, I have twenty thousand migrant votes in my back pocket. Ballot box thirteen. Anyone can look this up. It was it was proven, and that's exactly what they did in twenty twenty, and that's exactly what. And that's exactly what is, uh, uh, you know, going on right now. That's just the open playbook. But in, in this Durham report, that's not enough for them. Now they have to, all right, we're going to make, you know, manufactured scandals. We all know it's a scandal. We all know it's a scandal. Everyone who's involved knows it's a scandal. Anyone who's taken five seconds to look at this evidence knows that it's a scandal. And And, you know, some people are saying Durham should have, said that charges should be brought. I I get that, but I also understand that what happened to the first person that he brought up charges against? They had him dead to rights. They had him red-handed. But you have to try that case in Washington, D.C. And what happens? You spend a lot of man hours doing absolutely nothing because the the soccer mom that that uh, his kid on his kid's soccer team is on the jury and they couldn't get him removed. And so then he gets, he gets acquitted. So what would have happened? Let's say that they bring up Hillary. You don't think that Hillary's so popular in, in Washington DC that they, they wouldn't be able to find a a jury uh, that wouldn't be tainted by the swamp. And so, all right, what's your next best move? Let's release this report. It is an election. It's an election year, right? Not, mm-hmm. you know, this November, but, you know, with, with, you know, within the year and however many months, we're going to have an election. This is the worst political scandal in the history of the United States. You had a I, sitting president. That's on, weird. Uh, I didn't hear about it on TV. Oh, <laughs> You think it'd well, get more play? Yeah, right. Especially, especially you know, with them, like the worst that you had was Jake Tapper go. Well, I guess this exonerates Trump. Oh, that's all you have after after seven years of he's a Putin puppet. He's Vladimir Putin's cock holster. Yeah, you got a guy who's a germaphobe, and you make up a rumor that he likes getting peed on. Yeah, uh, I. It, <laughs> It's just insane. And then not only that, but but the guy, I mean, it's directly tied back to Hillary Clinton. You have the Ors, who one of them works for the Clinton campaign, and the other one works for the investigation company that, that produced the dossier. Mm-hmm. So how do you not? And then, so then that gets into the, that gets into the FBI. And how do you not put that together that they're both, it's just nuts. No, know. you you can't contribute this to stupidity. 
there, I mean, this was basically the cover letter said brought to you by the Hillary campaign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. Because everything is. Yeah. No, the Durham report just shows you how deep the deep, you know, how deep it is and how the FBI uh, is is corrupt and, and kind of like what you were just talking about. Now you have these whistleblowers who are saying, hey, I, I, I'm trying to come to Congress and let you know that this uh, Biden investigation is getting shelved by, by higher ups. We have all the evidence. Everything is, everything is ready to go. Um, and they're just holding it. I mean, they've had the laptop for how long? And, and you're like, well, why aren't these agents doing anything? Because the higher ups are telling them, hey, we're not, we're not doing this today. Nope. You know? Um, and, yeah. and so what happens when they, when they try to become whistleblowers, which is supposed to be protected, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was protected uh, when Vinman did it. Yeah. For nothing. When, that's, that, that wasn't even a crime. It wasn't even, it wasn't anything. Didn't didn't it even come out? And I'm asking the question, and I'm not saying it's fact. But didn't even didn't it? Wasn't it that Vindman even changed some wording? Well, yeah. I mean, and then not only that, but you find out that he he benefits from the the Ukraine um, uh, relationship with the United States. Yeah, uh, that uh. was there. So he didn't want to jeopardize that. So not only that was he not a whistleblower, he was actually benefiting from being a whistleblower. Yeah. Personally. So whereas, so whereas these two, um, it's Marcus Allen and um, what's the other guy's name? Did you see the video of the Mar- of Marcus Allen in the Senate testimony thing, where she brings up and she was like. Here's a retweet by by somebody on Twitter whose name is Marcus Allen, and he's like, "That's not that's not mine." That's actually. not me. Yeah, just like, is this your <laughs> username, Marcus Allen, number twenty four of the um, uh, Washington Redskins? Like, that's the username. <laughs> it's like not even, you know, it's not him, right? Yeah. And she goes, "Did you retweet that you thought that you thought that um, Nancy Pelosi knew that January sixth was going to happen, and that was her, and it was her fault?" Um, I don't have any idea who that is. Well, uh, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it's you or not. Did you, do you, do you agree with this? He's like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all I wanted to ask. Then I, I completely knew that it wasn't you the whole time and, and that you were, weren't in agreement with that. That's so I'm, my time's done. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, do you ever, do you ever watch this stuff and you're like, I could be in Congress. Like, I used to, you know, when I was young and naive, you know, you would look at these congressmen and these people in charge and you'd be like, you must be a special breed of person to be up there. And now it's like, I, I could do a better job than this. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, you got, I mean, look at the, look at the freaking jelly you got in the Democrat side, jelly heads. I mean, you got, um, what's his face? Fetterman. We got Uh, Fetterman. You got um diane feinstein who can't even she she claims that she had been in you know had been working in the senate chamber for the last six months when she was in a hospital bed (laughs) 
Did you see that uh, clip of Fetterman too, where he was talking about the bank? Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna do that as a quote. Bank, I was gonna try to read bank. that." Bank. Uh, and crazy that we're gonna sail, sail them all, and you know, Ugg. Ugg need smash bank. <laughs> Ugg need get money. Ugg want taco. What it, what is that from uh, the Goonies though? What what's he what what's he? Oh, it's um, uh, Truffle. Fetterman love chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, um, it, it it I mean, these guys have went without pay for over a year now, and um, and it's and they're not they weren't let go because that would be retaliation. But they've been suspended without pay until the investigation is done, and so they're stuck in a limbo. Uh, um, and then you have the Sounds IR like fun. limbo. Yeah. Um. Then you have the IRS uh, um, agents who are all working on this Hunter Biden case, and the DOJ tells them, "You're all gone. Don't, nope. Uh, you're all reassigned. You're going to break up your team. You're not allowed to talk about this case anymore." I mean, you have the Biden administration because I doubt it's put in head himself. You know, directly using his power to subvert the will of the people and and. And what we should be, and what we should be made aware of, and I mean, remember when Trump fired Comey because uh, Comey was making like, you know, uh, remarks that, um, yeah, he, he was making remarks that he went after the Trump administration and he was doing things that he wouldn't do to anyone else. Yeah, and so then yeah. Trump fires him. And it and it's a big huge issue and oh my god that's terrible and this is an abuse of power is this impeachable from a president? Meanwhile, you have you have the DOJ under under the Biden administration openly retaliating against people who are investigating his son, um, and and they're like, yeah, nothing to see here. He likes chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's. It's just, I feel like I used to have a, at least a, used to have a lot of reverence for the government. I used to have a lot of reverence for the military and for police. And now it's just like local police, I do. But like the government as a whole, I just, I, I don't care anymore. I mean, they can all get fired in tomorrow and, you know, I could give a shit less. I mean, for pretty much. The local government here is not too bad. I mean, the state government is not too bad in South Dakota. I mean, if you need something, like if you need, like, like I call, like I had an issue with my title for my trailer that I bought, and I called the state office. I got to somebody that was nice, and, you know, they're helping me through it. But, like, you try to get anybody in the federal government, and they could give two shits about you. You serve them. They don't serve you. You serve them. And mm-hmm. you're just a peon, so good luck. You know, and that's the thing, too, about when, when they're up at these Senate meetings and they're yelling at the people there. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it is a Republican, you know, or a Democrat. Yeah, I absolutely hate that when they're sitting there and 
they're like, this is my time. No, wait, you are the civil servant, not that person testifying. That's a business owner that you have asked to come up and talk about his expertise. And you take that fucking tone? Like, oh, that is, that's horrible. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. That it is the other way around. I get that you are the civil authority, but at the same time, you are a public servant. You know, we don't, we don't answer to you because, because it's you. We answer to you because of the position that you currently hold. And there is a difference between having respect for the person who is currently holding the position and having respect for the position. Yeah, and, and and it's just become, I mean, now we've lost Fox News pretty much. Fox News is now left-wing. So mm-hmm. we have no media organizations, like s- s- mainstream media organizations that will d- be a check on the government or, you know, or any other media organization. We have, we, we have nothing anymore. Now we have, if you want, like, real news, you have to go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because and, there's no, I mean, you can't find it. You, what you get is you get coordinated media attacks on on institutions that they don't agree with, like the Supreme Court. Yeah. I mean, over over the past five weeks. So keep in mind, you haven't heard anything like this ever, pretty much. I mean, the Supreme Court pretty much never gets covered. But over, over the last few weeks, we've had uh, pro, we've had four four different mainstream media organizations do exposés about conservative supreme court justices so i mean it's got to be coordinated because you never hear anything about this i mean once they're on the supreme court they just people don't talk about them anymore mm-hmm. so you had ProPublica release exposing the well-known fact that justice clarence thomas has a billionaire friend and he's oh, had no. it, had that friend for a long time and then you want to know what? He goes over to his house every once in a while. Oh, shit. Oh, no. And well, then you have... Okay, go. And then you have Neil Gorsuch. Uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch had made a real estate transaction a long time ago with the CEO of a major law, law firm. So, so I guess you're not allowed to buy a house if you're a Supreme Court justice, you know? Did did they know? I mean, too. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I I have no idea, but I don't think. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't many know. real estate, many real estates. You don't know who's buying your house. You know, you don't ever yeah. meet them. You know. Well, I mean, you. I think you'll see the names, but yeah. yeah. So, so the Business Insider relied on a whistleblower to allege corruption in, at the part of Jane Roberts, the wife of. Chief Justice John Roberts due to her being a well compensated legal recruiter. Yeah, I, mean, I, I saw that one. Wasn't it like she she makes like millions of dollars as a legal recruiter? Well, if I mean you think about it, wouldn't that make sense? I mean, if you're if you're gonna get recruited, oh um Clarence Tom or John Roberts' wife is trying to recruit me to a law firm. I think I'll take it because it's John <laughs> Roberts' wife. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say two. They didn't say shit about when Michelle Obama was making 
hundreds of thousands of dollars being a low level nurse at a hospital. Or or uh what was uh what was the other thing that she got paid for to be an ambassador for? I don't know. Um Oh, tuck it your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Benoit Balls. <laughs> <laughs> And then the New York Times ran a lengthy and meandering front page story about, I'm reading this from uh, an article on the Epoch Times by Josh Hammer. The New York Times ran a lengthy and meandering front page story about the coziness between George Mason University's Antonin, Anton, Antonin Scalia Law School and some of the court's right of center justices. So. <sighs> You're kidding me. You you mean the um the Antonin Scalia Law School? You mean you mean the former Supreme Court justice who probably all of them who you're referencing used to serve with, they might be helping the um I don't know, the Antonin Scalia Law School? That's that's just strange cuz that's just kind of what they do. <laughs> well, and then was there any mention of um Soda, God, what's her name? Sonia Sotomayor. Sonia Sotomayor, yeah. I know she's been getting a lot of money from Subaru for hawking their cars. Well, and also, uh, she has, she has... Wow, um, that was funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, did she do something for Subaru? No, no but they're, um, they're, yeah, they're yeah. well-known lesbian cars. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I got it after you said, come on. <laughs> But I, I was um, talking about Penguin Publishing, you know. I mean, that was that's a thing where she's getting paid millions of dollars to write books for this publishing company. And then, uh, guess what? Uh, a case comes across the desk of the Supreme Court, and, and she doesn't recru- recuse herself from it. Meanwhile, I think it was Neil Gorsuch. Gors- uh can't say his name uh, today. Uh, but... Uh, he had also had written a book for Penguin Publishing at some point, and he did recuse himself. But like he had done it, he had written that book like three years ago, and had gotten paid good money to do it. And so he was like, "Oh, I really shouldn't decide on this case." Meanwhile, she was in in active negotiations with Penguin Publishing to get a new book deal when she decided on this case and didn't recuse herself. So like one, you would have to say. She didn't know that at the time when she was going to be when she was going to be deciding on whether to to take this case or not, um, that she was actively working with that publishing company that was named on the suit. And the only thing that they can that they can tie to a to a um, conservative justice is is that one time, um, uh, one of Clarence Thomas's friends uh, was like. 20 pages in on a on a brief that it might affect a subsidiary that that they owned and he was like oh i you know no way that he even knew that that was that that was the case yeah i mean like a lot of times like how do you how do you even know that they're subsidiary yeah but whatever i don't know who cares (laughs) i mean it this is just it's just nuts and now they tuck now they kick Tucker off the air so he's basically the last I mean no Hannity's going to take his place nobody likes Hannity Hey did you know Hannity does MMA with uh what's his face from the radio um 
Dan Bongino. Yeah, Dan Bongino. Did you know that? No. <laughs> he, he only said it about 15 or 16,000 times when the George Floyd thing was going on. Yeah, well... Uh, you know, when we do MMA together, Dan, um, in our underwear, you know, later in the night in the basement, um, you know that if you put pressure on the neck, it'll cause somebody to die. And it happens oh my know, within gosh. nine minutes. Are you serious? That's what he said? Basically, no that's what he was saying right away. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you say uh, see that uh, Chauvin is asking for a new trial? Well, he, I mean, he should get one. Yeah. I mean, he, well, shouldn't, he, he should be a... There's no way he should have he should have been convicted of that. That it's just insane. Yeah, there was no there was no damage to the neck, and there's nothing to say that uh, that the fentanyl in his system that was like three times the lethal dose uh, isn't what probably killed him. So well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. It's just if that if if his case actually was overturned. Uh, do you know what a shitstorm there would actually be? I mean, I don't really care if the city's burned. They they deserve it. He no. should not be in prison. I'm not. I'm not oh. saying that. I'm not, I, I wasn't advocating for it. I'm. I was just telling you the fact of this is what's going to happen. Because yeah, mob like, rule. It's mob oh, rule. Yeah. So you do exactly what we're going to say. Well, what what we say, and it doesn't matter if you're innocent or not. You're gonna go to, you know, you're gonna go to prison, and hopefully somebody doesn't kill you in prison. Yeah. And if if we don't like it, we're gonna burn your city down. We're gonna we're gonna burn your car dealership. You know, we're gonna burn your we're gonna burn your police stations. We're gonna burn everything that we want to burn because there's nothing you can do about it because nobody's gonna stand up to us. Especially not oh gee oh shucks you know what you know um. I, I bought a cabin in South Dakota because it's too risky to buy one in Minnesota walls. <laughs> fucking loser. That guy's such a fucking loser. I don't know why anybody... I don't know. He's going to destroy the state, and then he's going to go retire in South Dakota where where he can be protected. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think um, we'll probably kick him out of the state because he's... Uh, if I ever saw him on this... Uh, I honestly... I don't know what I would do. I'm, I would, I would flip out on him. I mean, I don't think I would hurt him, but I would, I would scream at that piece of shit if I ever yeah. saw him on the streets again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing how much he snows people over. I was talking to somebody about this land deal that he is, um, uh, that he oversaw, like it was totally his idea. Um, and, and like no one in the legislature, Leg- uh, legislator uh, had anything to know had anything um, didn't know anything about this land deal and then all of a sudden he springs it on him and is like oh yeah the deal's already done we just need to get you guys to behind it now like and, and, if, and if you if you pull back on this it's you know all your funding because the gaming casino is a big funder uh, of all these all these people running for state offices um, you know, they're going to trash you and they're going to, they're going to support whoever your, uh, candidate, is, uh, your challenger is. So just understand, like, you know, I'm, I'm leaving you no choice. <laughs> so I keep seeing the commercials for, you know, the, uh, when I watch the twins, I keep seeing the commercials for the state lottery mm-hmm. and they, they always say they, 
they brought like two billion dollars for state parks. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I mean, the state lottery's been around forever. How have they only raised two billion dollars? I mean, you Be- think that they would sell that much in lottery tickets a year? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's a mess, uh, and I'm and I'm sure that money is getting funneled someplace somehow. Oh, by the way, the the um. Minnesota State, uh, for the third or fourth time, is trying to make pedophilia legal. Yeah, figures. Walls looks like a kid toucher. Yep. So does that dude. Oh, Adam Smith or Adam whatever? No, uh, Lita or Leah, whatever uh, his name is. The one that's trans. The other one that's trans. It's all alleged. Tim Walls allegedly looks like a kid toucher. Yeah. I just, I just want to make that clear. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, he doesn't have... <laughs> do the Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah. What? yeah. Um, no, it was... I think it was... I can't remember who did it, but it was... Norm MacDonald? No, I think it was Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, They didn't right. want me to come up here and say... That Bob Saget. Saget raped and killed a girl. <laughs> they said that I couldn't say that Bob, or that it wasn't true that Bob Saget <laughs> raped and killed a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, national treasure. Yes. Um. So, are we going to do the um, different points of view topic again, rather than the headlines? Sure. So, this this week, we're going to try to argue with each other about whether term limits should be adopted. And I am in favor of term limits. And I don't think that it solves the problem. Yeah, I don't really feel that strongly about this one. I mean, well, obviously, there should be term limits. I don't know how... <laughs> Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I can go first. I can I can state my I can state my thing. But here here's the thing, right? We're conservatives, and we can talk about these matters and have a different of difference of opinion. And even and this is what separates us from these liberals because the liberals will scream and you know I'm not going to try to make my argument by going oh you're a racist, Darren, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, because you believe in term term limits, uh, and and I think that's what's important about this is 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 that we can have that difference of opinion and have a civil conversation about, um, you know, why we think our points. Yeah, and, and now now that you're done talking, Grand Wizard. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell people that. Um, no, the. All right, but my point with that is, is here's the thing with term limits is is when you look at some of these liberal places, they're always just looking for their their bench strength, right? You know, they're looking for that person that's going to replace Diane Feinstein, and and they're and they're getting that person ready to you know do whatever. So let's say that you do term limits. And, and you say, okay, well, you can only be in Congress um, for six years. You know, that's three three elections um, uh, for for you know 
Yeah, Congress. Um, and, and they say, okay, well, that's fine, because then after that person is done for their six years, then we get the next person in there. And then that congressman, you know, you have a little primary and, and, and you know, who's ever the strongest, well, that's the person that's going to run for Senate. And let's say you can only be in Senate for two terms, right? So, okay, well, there's 12 years. So now you have somebody who's been in there for 18 years. And then what do you do? Well, that's fine. They just go back and say, um, now I'm going to run for a uh, state senator or I'm going to run for governor or I'm going to run for president or I'm going to move um, and and run for governor in this state. You know, uh, I, I think all it does is it changes the names and it makes it seem like there are different names and, and, and faces in there. But really all that you're doing is you know, forcing them to go through a system where, you know, they, they just, uh, they just move to the different jobs and then they get a bureaucracy job where they sit behind and become a consultant for somebody, you know? Yeah. I, I don't disagree, but at the same time, I think that if you force them to leave, it doesn't become a career, right? Politics is not your career anymore. You know, you, you have these Democrats that politics is their career. Joe Biden's never held a real job in his life. Mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg has never held a real job in his life. You know, Barack Obama's never held a real job in his mm-hmm. life. Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders was kicked out of a commune. <laughs> I mean, and he's never held a real job in his life. I mean, they've never had to write a check to, uh, to support payroll. I mean, at least Republicans, they've actually, you know, accomplished something for the most part in their lives. But but Democrats, they just, like a lot of these people, have, they're just, you know, community organizer, which just means, pro, um, you know, paid protester. And then they go from that to running for office. Mm-hmm. And then once they win, they just never, they never do anything else with their life. Yeah. Because they got the name recognition and they get the money flowing behind yeah. them. And, but I mean... Joe Biden's I mean, been in office for 50 years. 50 years. This hasn't even been more than that. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been... I mean, he took four years off. If, it, if he hadn't oh, taken four yeah. years off, it would have been more than that. But, I mean, think about that. He's been in the office since the 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. Well, and... But, I mean... Okay, the, you, you, you brought up a good point. Like, Barack Obama. Barack Obama has not done anything. Um, you know, and, and there you go. I mean, would term limits have affected him? No, but he's probably done the most damage than any other politician in the history of, of America. Um, well, and, yeah, but and, you got, but then you got Diane Feinstein, you got Chuck mm-hmm. Schumer, you got Nancy Pelosi, all of those politicians would have been gone. <clears throat> what about like a guy like Chuck Grassley though? Who cares? Another well, guy I mean, from but, Iowa would have came and would have stepped in and would have been just fine. Yeah, but I mean, but isn't that just making my point though too? Like Dan Crenshaw, <laughs> Ben Sass. Although Ben Sass resigned, but Dan Crenshaw is going to be there forever. He's the new McCain, John McCain. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think I think uh, people are on Dan Crenshaw. I think he got past this last time, but. I bet he gets primaried. 
And, you know, um, the other thing with Dan Crenshaw is I could also see him being one of those guys who's, all right, um, I lost my... He's going to be like a, 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 cons- a quote-unquote conservative Beto O'Rourke. I feel like he's going to lose his next elect- next election. He's not going to get the endorsement. Um, no, he's he's not going to be a conservative. But if he loses the next election, he's going to become a, a talking head, and he's going to be an anti-Republican talking head like McCain. Yeah, he's going to go on The View and, and take Navarro's job. I used to be a Republican. <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, and that's just the other thing too, is, is that some of these people outside of office have just as much power and influence, you know, um, you know, they're, they're still, they, they still, you know, end up being a talking head somewhere. They go to a think tank, they get the head of the Republican party and take airplane trips all over the place. Um, what is the, what's her name? The, the head of the Republican party? Ronna McDaniel? Yeah, who does nothing, doesn't back any of the actual conservative candidates, and then yeah. says, oh, those were just really bad candidates. That's what I really, sometimes I really do hate about that. Mitch um, McConnell? Oh, uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell needs to go, but, and again, like, we could vote these people out, too, right? We could vote them out and and just not be impressed when Mitch McConnell does a couple of good things right before the, he's about to get re- reelected. The problem is is Mitch McConnell controls the Senate and it controls the Senate finance and all the the you know this the Republican senatorial committee. So if anybody goes against Mitch McConnell, they get fucked. Yeah. And that that's most of the reason why you need to have term limits. That way Mitch McConnell can't control the entire Republican senatorial committee. Okay, but let's say let's say that you do give him a term limit. He can only run twice. Yep. And then he just still he runs that committee uh, or the the financing through the Republican Party. It, and now it'll, he's it'll be taken over by another senior senator because because it's their hide that they're protecting, right? He he's protecting the Republican Senate majority. That's theoretically the idea. Yeah, but I'm just saying, what happens if he? You know he he he's not in office, but he still holds those those strings. Like then he just becomes a bigger threat because he's in the background, like a Carl Rove, um, you know, pull pulling the strings. But nobody knows who he is, and nobody ever has to hold him to account because he's not in office. So you're basically saying that's exactly what we have now. Well, it is kind of what we have now, but, you know, again, so, I mean, it, that's my point is, is I don't think term limits, you know, solves that problem. I think what solves that problem is, here. here's one interesting thing that, that I thought of, is elections have now become big business. I mean, you're talking about hundreds and millions of dollars um, for for these people. I think once you get out of a primary and you get into the general election, the government just pays for your for your financing, and that's all that can be used on your campaign. You're you know? basically saying that the First Amendment doesn't exist anymore. Well, what I'm saying is, is that yeah, you're saying that well because then you can't vote with your dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. you you but, can't buy you can't buy ads you can't. 
print papers. You can't print flyers and take them around. You can't hold meetings for somebody. Well, I think I think you give you give both candidates the same money because what ends up happening, you know, because here's the thing: it, it already doesn't matter because what you have is is you have the Democrats using tax dollars and they funnel it through. And and they have these you they have these budgets that are three times as large as the Republican cha- uh, Republican challengers, and it's your tax money. So you know they're circumventing the First Amendment for that. Um, yeah. So so what you're saying is because the Democrats made laws that favor them, we should make more laws that don't favor them. Well, I, I think that I think that we nullify them and and make it to where it's an evil, even playing field. And yeah, I don't I don't think the government the government never does anything right, so there's no way that this is going to work out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> well, and that's why I'm, they're never going to do it because what's going to happen is is that a lot of people make money just off of running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and then you're going to have the low ball. You're going to have the low ball people who. Um, are like the Florida Marlins and like, oh, I get $2 million to run a campaign. But if I only spend like $100,000, I get to keep $101.9 million, you know? But, but don't you understand that it's only the baseball teams that spend the most money that win? I mean, the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays that, that are on probably the most historic winning streak ever, I mean, their entire baseball team is what, two pitchers on the Boston Red Sox? So they, they're never going to win anything because... You know the Red Sox. There's two pitchers on the Red Sox that make more than the entire Rays team. Yeah. So well, I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying that you might have people who do that, like the Florida Marlins. Like, oh, I get at I get revenue for just putting a team out there. So yeah, whatever. It's more like the Oakland A's. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Those they were they were bad about that too. But um, you know that's what I'm saying is is like. If if there was some way to take out that dark money, and I'm not saying that this is a perfect thought, but it is something that I've thought about recently, where you just say, "All right, you can put as much money behind yourself in in the primaries, like when you're going up against your own party, but once you get out of that that party, each each campaign gets this much money. You know, for this level, you get this much money, and you have to have account for it." And if we find out that like you paid for um, you know staffers to go out there and and ballot harvest, well then we're gonna throw you in jail, <laughs> you know, um, you know because uh, this is how much money you got. You're gonna have three debates. You're gonna have this. You're gonna have that. And this should be enough to get your message out and get out what you need to get out. And then the other thing I would l- love to see is. Um, you know, we're in a high tech world, you know, a lot of these people, um, uh, that go to vote only vote for, um, you know, the, because there's a D or an R next to their name and they just think, well, I always vote Democrat. I would love to have like, uh, a 30 second ad, you know, for each, each person and they're like this is what i'm for and this is what my opponent's for and that's why it's bad and this is why i'm good you know um just to give people a little bit more knowledge but again okay. that might be living in a fantasy world that people would actually care yeah i don't think any of that's gonna work all right you wanna you wanna move on to absurd stories 
Oh, yeah, or I thought we were doing best people or or you got some absurd stories? Yeah, you don't have any? Uh, I don't know how many I got. I'll okay, take a look I'll, here. I'll start first. Uh non-binary ex-Biden official Sam Britton arrested for yet another baggage theft. That would be number 3. <laughs> well, wasn't it that he got arrested for being a fugitive from the law? Ah, uh, sounds like he was, uh, oh, maybe, yeah. But he got arrested again for another baggage theft, it says. <sighs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't have any. Okay, Wesleyan, the worst person. Wesleyan University to cover abortion costs for all students starting this fall. Well, that's nice of them. Oh, this one's this one's great. We need to be taken care of first. Chicago community, where ninety-seven percent voted for Biden, react furiously after finding out five hundred migrants are heading their way, as some claim they have been bumped off the housing wait lists. Um, so, yeah, they're getting pissed off because the the illegal immigrants are getting more money than they are. Yeah, well, you get what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, um, did you see the, the OMG, uh, reporting about St. St. Olaf? Uh, I, I, I had heard something about this, but why don't you go uh, through it? Cause I don't remember exactly what it was. So they had told, um, they had told this, um, uh, family and they were actually investigative reporters. And they're like, we have a trans uh, a daughter. Um, you know, and, and she was like, oh, okay. And, and uh, they were like, we really want her to have the college life, though. And so are you willing to let her um, house with other girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be a problem whatsoever. And it would be cheaper because, you know, she wouldn't have her own room then. And so then she could shower with them and, and like, and live with this other girl. Yeah. Well, I you... thought St. Olaf was girls only, though. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, was it St. Olaf or St. Thomas? Yeah. St. Thomas so. and St. Paul. Uh, I think it's St. Thomas and St. I can't remember. I thought St. Olaf was was girls only. Well, either way, trans women are women, Darren. Quit being so sexist. Um, and then they were like, would you mind not telling the roommate? You know, because we don't want her to, like, make pre-judgments. And they're like, oh, of course, we, we respect the privacy of all of our students. So, of course, we wouldn't tell her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. It was it was crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. All right. Yeah, Sports Illustrated puts transgendered biological man on the cover of the swimsuit edition. So they have four covers this year. They got Megan Fox, Brooke Nader, 81-year-old Martha Stewart, and transgender pop star Kim Petraeus. So they have Martha Stewart and a guy. Yeah, well, when you see that Petraeus in, like, 
he doesn't have the body of a woman other than his fake breasts, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it looks terrible. I mean, very, I mean, very noticeable, very terrible. Ugh. Yeah, this, so I got two more. Uh, self checkout machines now ask for tips in the latest squeeze on customers. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. That's just nuts. <laughs> what? I love it when you go to like, I love it. So I've been going to like, we've been going to like a lot of concerts over the last few years, but you go to like one of those concert venues and you go up there to like, at like, you know, uh, you go up there, you get your 18 ounce, um, you know, whatever beer or, or whatever. It's $20. <laughs> it's like a dollar an ounce. And then they swiveled the machine over. Would you like to give a 20% tip? You want to give me that $4 tip on on your $20 18 ounce beer that um, basically costs more than the actual beer would cost if you didn't buy it from us? Yeah. Well, if you just have a, a 24 pack, it would have been about that much. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that the $4 tip would be more than the beer should actually cost. Yeah. No, if you went it, and bought it at, any, at the bar across the street from the from the venue. No, you're right. And and uh uh Matt Walsh did something about this recently and he's like we just need to start saying no. Like everyone's getting guilted into this tipping and we just need to start being like, "No, I'm not going to tip. You poured my coffee." You know? Yeah. Like like there wasn't any great skill in that. You you were doing your job. You were serving me, you know, uh, uh, a coffee. I shouldn't I shouldn't feel Sorry about that, you know, or if you go and buy clothing, you shouldn't have to leave a tip, you know? So, so, so this is the probably one of the best articles I've seen in a long time. It just shows how just complete assholes people can be. An IT worker who has been sick, who has been on sick leave for 15 years. Whoa. Sickly for 15 years has sued IBM for not raising his $67,000 salary while he was off work. A judge has thrown out the case. <laughs> so he sued the company that's been paying him for 15 years for not giving him a raise when he hasn't worked in 15 years. And he sued them for not giving him a raise and he also sued, sued them or get this, not giving him vacation time. What? <laughs> he hasn't worked. How, how do you take a vacation from not working? Well, you know, just getting out of bed every now and then, it, it gets stressful, you know? 15 years? 15 years. When they they paid him sixty seven thousand dollars a year, what? and I don't know, it's just nuts. Oh my nuts. gosh! When would that when would that started? Would that be two thousand eight? Is that fifteen years ago? I I can't. I think it's so. Yeah, I think it was two thousand seven or two thousand eight, and then he. So he, I have to bring the article back up, but he. He basically went on sick. He went on leave for mental ill. Yeah, in September two thousand eight, he went on leave for mental health related reasons, 
and was still off work in 2013 when he was diagnosed with stage four leukemia. And, and he's he had still the alive? Balls. Yep. He had the balls to sue his employer <laughs> for a raise. And no vacation. That's just nuts to me. I mean, that's how entitled people are today. It's just so nuts. Anyway. Wow. All right. Well, who's your uh, worst person of the week? Uh, my worst person is the North Dakota um, AG Kara Binster. And um, she has dropped the murder charges over a guy who ran over a conservative teen and showed no remorse for it. What? What? That person got the murder charges dropped? Yeah, they're going to drop it down to second-degree manslaughter, and they're probably going to even plea that down. Yeah, that should not happen. They should... They need to... They need, yeah, they need to do something about that. She needs to be removed from office immediately, especially in North Dakota. There's, there's no reason for that. If you would like to call her office, her office number is 701-652-1270. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. That's for those, nuts. For the those who... Was, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you go. You say Bas- what... Basically, he was at a bar with... I think the teens were there too, or, or some event. It and was a county fair. County fair, whatever. The guy was drinking, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy, the the teens had was like, yeah, Trump. I mean, which is obviously what's at a county fair. Mm-hmm. And the guy ran him down with his car. Yeah, went looking for him afterwards. You for know, being to a run Trump supporter. Down. Yeah, yeah. And then and- the kid. The kitty, I think, even called his parents and was like, this insane maniac is after me. Yeah, yeah. And then when he was in uh, the jail, um, he was, he was, when he was in the jail, he was like, well, I have to work on Monday. Like, why are you guys holding me? Like, didn't understand he did anything wrong. You know, like... This is an inconvenience for me to be here right now. I I mean, you killed the kid. Uh, like, low off topic. Have you, did you see that viral video uh, of the of the drunk driver, uh, the woman? Oh, I, I I hadn't seen it, but I'd heard about it. Yeah, she basically is just like she like killed two people, and then mm-hmm. there's they're like interrogating her, and she's just like, well, you know, I gotta go to school on Monday, so are you guys gonna let me go? He's like, no, I don't think you understand. You killed two people. You're not going home. You're not going to make it to school on Monday. Oh, okay. Well, um, what about Tuesday? What about Tuesday? (laughs) I was like, what? Are you kidding me? You just, you just have no idea. Like, you have no worth. I mean, she must have been pretty drunk, but no, she she was she was not slurring her words. If you watch that video. This is just a sociopath who she, doesn't I, care. Was she white? Uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. it, you, I couldn't really tell if she was, I mean, she was maybe tan or maybe she has a little bit of, um, you know, Latin in her or, or something. But, yeah. but like she was, 
I mean, she was like, oh, yeah, uh, when do I get my car back? And he's like, you're not getting your car back. Your car has been totaled. And it's evidence. Yeah. Murder. Yeah, you killed two people tonight. Well, if you're not letting me have my car back, how am I supposed to get to work or get to school? Yeah, and then I have classes. And he's like, you are an unbelievably horrible person. I don't think you can say that to me. Wow. It would take everything to not just pull out my gun and shoot her right there. (laughs) Like, Well, I mean, it's probably like one of those things where you're like, holy shit, is this, this person exists? Yeah. 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 Well, and and I mean, that's what this DA is. And I mean, that's, that's exactly this guy runs down a nice teen. Seemed like a nice kid. Um, you know, from everything that they've, they've said, and he was like, well, they were harassing me. Well, that argument goes out the window when you go out to find him later to run him down, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, oh my gosh. It, it just, and, and she, you know, she tried to pull this earlier because they let him go and they didn't charge him right away. And then there was such an outcry that people were like, you need to arrest him. You need to put charges. And then they were like, well, we were just waiting for the evidence. But of course, yes, now that w- the evidence is out there, um, we're going to charge him with, with murder. And they wait six, what has it been, six months, seven months? Probably more? Probably, it's probably uh, longer. I think it's been like a year. I mean, because it would have been during the summer. Yeah, so, yeah, it's probably almost been a year. And then they wait, and then they're like, going to quietly... Oh, uh, manslaughter too. So, yeah. and that they would probably plead that down to community service time mm-hmm. for killing yeah. a kid. It's going to teach driver's training. <coughs> um, so my worst person of the week happens to be the geriatric, um, you know, uh, what's her face? Uh, Diane Feinstein age, Taylor or Lorenz. Um, she, it's come out over the last, you know, with the Twitter files, it's come out that she got preferential treatment from Twitter. Whenever she wanted somebody banned, they pretty much bent over backwards to ban them. And as long as she had a reason, not a good one, a reason, they would pretty much look into it and they would figure out a reason to ban it, to ban that person. So if you're not familiar with, um, you know, um, Taylor Lorenz, who happens to be about 80, <laughs> she... Basically, her whole mission in life was to dox people that she didn't like. She doxed the libs of TikTok woman. She went to their went to her house. She she told everybody where this person worked. She told everybody this person's name. And so she she basically just doxed people. She doxes people that she doesn't like. And she got a account called Fear the Floof banned off of Twitter because they released information about her. And it wasn't even really that bad of information, right? Mm-hmm. It was like that she's from, she was very rich growing up. I mean, she she grew up in a $5.7 million mansion in New York. And if you think about it, $5.7 million mansion in the 1950s is an expensive fucking house. I mean, just think about that. Think about how mm-hmm. much $5.7 million was in the 1950s when she grew up. 
This isn't as funny as you're not laughing enough for that. Well, I, I, well, because here's the thing. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the, the libs of TikTok. Basically, he had a direct line to Twitter. He would basically complain all the time about people, and they would get banned by Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's insane. And none of these people did anything wrong. I mean... They would, you know, they would make jokes and stuff, but none of them should have been banned. But, anyway. Yeah. Do you know why she's the worst person, though? (laughs) Her face? No. Because she keeps her, she keeps her apartment at, like, 89 degrees because she's a lizard person. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think she's 80, but she's got to be close. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Oh, and her sister works for, we also found out her sister works for CNN and um, is is a higher up at CNN. I, I don't know what division she works for, but basically that entire family is rich and well-connected. And she just, oh, she's just a, you know, she's just a harmless little whatever. Yeah. So, anyway. Who's your best person? Best person? Walter yep. Hudson. Um, he's, um, he's in the Minnesota State uh, Congress. Um, and uh, he has had to come out quite a bit uh, recently and talk about uh, what's going on uh with these changes in the in the session this year, lately and um after the star tribune wrote this big article about how uh the legal experts uh have concluded that the DFL is not trying to um put in uh put in protections for pedophilia and, you know all these legal ex- experts agree that it would not be interpreted that way. And, oh, you know, that's a big stretch of the imagination. Well, he's been coming out with these reaction videos, and he's like, I want to show you exactly what's trying to be put in here. So how can you tell us that that's not exactly what you're trying to do? Because right here, you you put this word in here that, that you know, um, that LGBTQ is not tied to pedophilia, which I'm fine with. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that you got to tie it tie it to that. But you're saying here that we also need to protect um, you know, when you have um sexual feelings towards a person. Why would you put person in there? Why would you put adult? Why would you put you know cons- consenting adult or you know or this, but you're purposely trying to make it vague so that you know, you can backdoor this, no pun intended. Um, you know, to, to, to accept pedophilia and, and make it a protected class. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's sad. I, know. I don't really have any more to add to that. Um, and my best person of the week is the great Minnesota Vikings quarterback. <laughs> Brett Favre. 
he came out this week and said uh, basically that um, Trump was right and he was he actually cared about the country. I know that's controversial, but it's true. It's controversial only because it's from Brett Favre. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, all right. Um, that uh, here, here we go. Brett Favre says America was in better shape under President Trump, and this is what's what's hilarious is it's a TMZ article. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Well, uh, this has been uh, a few podcasts. If you uh, if you want to have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, our contact information is in the show notes. And until next week, have a good one.